This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's overreaction Tuesday. I was not here on the fan yesterday, so for me, this is my own overreaction Monday. I'm Austin Bechtold with you. Pleased to be with you today as the Steelers were not the only team that was considered to be a heavy AFC contender. That did nothing but throw up on themselves this past weekend. The Cincinnati Bengals played horribly in Cleveland in what ended up being a lopsided loss, only three points from Joe Burrow. Didn't even throw for 100 yards passing after inking one of the richest deals in all of sports history, especially NFL history. Lamar Jackson did not play particularly well. For the Baltimore Ravens at home against the Houston Texans, but there were positive signs from guys like Zay Flowers, but a ton of injuries for the Ravens, which is something that the Steelers, once they play against Baltimore in just a couple of weeks, can really try to take advantage of against the Ravens team that is not going to be at full strength at that point with players like J.K. Dobbins looking like he's out for the year. And did the Jets just get knocked down a pedestal? Aaron Rodgers, it's feared it's a torn Achilles. And man, that's what J.K. Dobbins has. J.K. Dobbins is out for the year. All the hype, all the excitement for Aaron Rodgers and the Jets to not even complete a pass. It's unfortunate. You know, it's sad for the Jets that this is the case. And it just plays into the hands of Packers quarterbacks going to New York, just like Brett Favre, and failing. And this is not something that Aaron Rodgers can control. But, I mean, it's it's, it's unfortunate for the NFL. The 39-year-old four-time MVP is not out there on the field in the biggest market in the entire country. So that's got to be a real bummer for people. But the Buffalo Bills in last night's game, another top-notch AFC contender. I mean, how in the world? It's utterly ridiculous that you can't go and beat Zach Wilson. Josh Allen threw three, three interceptions, all to number three, Petalum, Jordan Whitehead, who only had seven interceptions in his career entering the game. Buffalo was not good. Josh Allen, in particular, was not good. So Joe Burrow wasn't good. Josh Allen wasn't good. Lamar Jackson wasn't good. Patrick Mahomes against the Lions wasn't really good. 
Now, partially that's because his wide receivers were horrendous. Kadarius Tony can't catch the ball. Sky Moore and Kadarius Tony combined for seven or eight targets. I think it was seven, but in total they had one completion and multiple big drops on third down. Tony with a major drop with just about two minutes left that would have gone for a 30, 35-yard completion or so that could have sealed the deal. So where am I going with this? Week one, it means something to come out of the gate starting off fast. Deshaun Watson did not look very good for the Browns, but the Browns dominated the Bengals in pretty much every facet of the game. Two attack of Aloha looked great. Justin Herbert looked admirable. Brock Purdy is really the quarterback everybody should be talking about, though. He played better than Kenny Pickett. He played sky in a way, by far, better than Kenny Pickett. And, you know, I, I do wonder, Dave Damashek and many others shared a clip of Kenny Pickett being dragged to the ground early in the game where he was sacked. I think it was maybe on the first drive, and Pickett's head hit the ground very hard. And conversations again, is this like last season when... Pickett was dragged down, and he played badly, and he was not even in concussion protocol, but there were a lot of instances when Pickett, I think twice, was dealing with a concussion, and it wasn't good, and it hurt his play, and it ultimately ended up hurting the Steelers. I'm not going to go out on a limb and try to speculate and say that that was the case yesterday, but it is in the back of my mind that, you know, something you wonder about. But Brock Purdy was better. But at the same time, though, for Kenny Pickett, one silver lining, I guess, if you will, to look at is that Mahomes wasn't good, Allen wasn't good, Burrow wasn't good, Lamar wasn't good, Justin Herbert was, yeah, pretty good, Aaron Rodgers got hurt in the AFC East in their matchup against Buffalo, and if that is out for the season, I mean, the Jets have a great roster, but Zach Wilson ain't going to carry him anywhere, come on now, they'll win maybe seven games with Zach Wilson tough division. Miami's good. You're not going to beat Buffalo at home. New England's going to get one on you, and New England always beats the Jets. Belichick ain't going to lose to the Jets twice a year. He might not even lose to them once this year. But it opens up another lane there if Rodgers is hurt, unfortunately, for the Steelers. But I do wonder about Kenny Pickett. I mean, he was awful. He played almost as bad as Phil Dracovic did on Saturday for Pitt. And you couldn't not really tell who was the 20th overall pick and who was the last pick in the draft as Mr. Irrelevant. And Ryan Clark pretty much said just that on ESPN. In the preseason, you expected Matt Canada to be be able to push the football down the field. They were physical in the run game. At about 9.30 in the first quarter, they handed the ball off to Najee Harris. Mm-hmm. And somebody Fred put Fred Warner Smash. in a cannon. <laughs> they played the game the way you expect the Pittsburgh Steelers yeah. to play the game. And if I'm looking at the two quarterbacks, whether it's based on what they have offensively or what the other teams did defensively, I looked at one who was a first-rounder and the other who was Mr. Irrelevant. But you, can, you might as well flip the two yeah. because of the way they played. Yeah, the Steelers played abysmal. I mean, I don't think anybody will deny that. It's fair that everybody points it out. I mean, 30-7 at home, especially all the San Francisco fans. I mean, that was embarrassing. I mean, come on now. The red and gold took over the stadium. I mean, I've, ne- I've never seen anything like it. 
people who have been going to games for 40 years talked about it on Kitty K TV last night. They had never seen anything like it. It, it, it was awful. And, and Kenny Pickett was just missing, he was missing receivers. He was not getting the ball to George Pickens, and George Pickens liked to comment on Instagram, here we go again, with wide receivers on social media. I mean, I, George Pickens is an alpha. He is somebody that is going to express his opinion and is going to express his mind. I'm not going to call Pickens a diva. But at the same time, there's no doubting and no denying that George Pickens is going to He's going to tell you how he feels. He's going to be somebody. It, it comes with the wide receiver position. I don't want to specifically put it on Pickens as the person. I put it more so on the wide receiver as the position. That wide receivers are alpha males. They want the football. And if they're not getting the football, they're going to tell you that they want the football. So I don't have that much of an issue at all with George Pickens and his comments. He's frustrated. He should be frustrated. He is the best wide receiver on the team. He can be a top five wide receiver on the team. If he gets the football, he's very productive. If they just throw his way, he's very productive. As we saw in the preseason, but I don't care about the preseason anymore. You know, I bought into the preseason wholeheartedly. I bought into Kenny Pickett's preseason wholeheartedly. Five touchdowns on five drives. The first team offense looked like the greatest show on turf. Mixed with the Kansas City Chiefs from the Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey won healthy days. But I mean that I mean that was embarrassing. I mean it was abysmal the way that the Steelers played. And, you know, people were you know, overreaction to the Steeler game. People were texting me, oh somebody's gotta be at fault for this, and pretty much heads will roll if this continues to happen again in the next week. And Stuff like that, and George Pickens, nobody nobody gets that man the ball, though, like in Instagram comments. It is week one. <laughs> it is week one. But yeah, Kenny Pickett, he did not look good. So the question is, and, you know, somebody even said to me, they texted me during the game, and they asked me during the game, will Mr. Trubisky get into this game? Like, Pickett was bad. The defense was bad, other than T.J. Watt. T.J. Watt looked like the only player that actually looked like he wanted to be there. Three sacks, a forced fumble, two forced fumbles. Fumble recovery of Brock Purdy. I mean, he looked like T.J. Watt. Alex Highsmith, where were you? Where did you go? Now with Cam Hayward, a groin injury. He's going to be out at most eight weeks. Man, that's tough. It's really tough for the Steelers' run defense. Now it's time for the rookies to step up. Where was Joey Porter Jr.? I want to put a wanted poster out there on the North Shore for Joey Porter Jr. One of those missing posters. Have you seen me? Wanted. Please bring him to Akershire Stadium. Where is he? And, I mean, Joey Porter Jr. didn't even get on the field. When Levi Wallace was looking like burnt toast and Patrick Peterson, who, look... I'm going to get into Patrick Peterson next, but Levi Wallace was awful. Landon Roberts, we know he really can't cover anybody, but you really saw the difference in inside linebackers 
when you watched Landon Roberts and Cole Holcomb, since that like Cole Holcomb's name was never even said during the broadcast, Quan Alexander was there a couple of times around the football. But when Fred Warner blew up Najee Harris, I have never, ever seen Najee Harris in three years with the Steelers get absolutely demolished as much as he did when Fred Warner broke through the line and pulled him on his behind. It was not even competitive. Najee Harris went down pretty much in an instant. In a snap. Gone. Done. Run over. And it just shows the power of an inside linebacker like Fred Warner to set the example. Early. Opening drive. Boom. We're going to come out here and we're going to demolish you. We're going to smash you. You're going to be on the ground. Physical, tough football game. San Francisco won the battle at the line of scrimmage. I mean, the Steelers could not run the football. All this talk about running behind, say, Amalo, Dan Moore, Mason Cole up front, that left side of the line. Yeah, there was nothing there. And it just points to, are the 49ers this good? Or are the Steelers overrated? And I think it's a little bit of both. San Francisco made it to the NFC Championship game for a reason last year with the last pick in the draft at quarterback. But we can't, we cannot call Brock Purdy Mr. Irrelevant anymore. He played the best of any quarterback this week. Maybe Tua beat him out. Tua probably did beat him out. But Brock Purdy was damn impressive, man. If there was any quarterback that I took away and I said, wow, they were the most impressive, it was Brock Purdy. He made all the throws. He was elusive on the run. The one scramble play that he made where Minka had a free rush on him and Minka should have easily, just easily wrap him up. Make the tackle. Brock Purdy spun away, got away, escaped over to the sideline and completed the pass for a first down. He was great. The only player on the Steelers end that was good was TJ Watt. Only player on the Steelers end. And Ryan Clark talked about his comments with Kenny Pickett he also has some comments for Matt Canada. This is how that leopard hunts. And so when you think about the Pittsburgh Steelers and what they are, they've lost their identity because they have none. You go get Najee Harris. You have Jalen Warren as a backup, and you don't run the football. You don't try to impose your will physically when you go out and draft a road grader in the first round. And now you come out and do this cute lateral stuff. The second play of the game was a loss by Calvin jet Austin sweep, yeah. on a jet sweep, and the third play was a sack and they never got it going again. And the problem, especially with the Matt Canada offense, is that it does not stick to its guns. In the preseason, it looked like the training wheels were off, Kenny Pickett was ready to let it fly, and it was the next best version of the the greatest thing that you want to see from Kansas City, Buffalo, Cincinnati... And it was an offense that actually looked like it had something to it. Throwing the football. The middle of the field again looked invisible on Sunday. I mean, Again, it looked like a sideline to sideline game. To where the Steelers just wanted to use the outer edges, the outside of the numbers, and nothing in, in between the numbers. You didn't even see occasional slant routes that worked for anything. And, look, the Steelers could not establish the run because they could not run the football on that 
49ers offensive line. And when Fred Warner, the, probably the best middle linebacker in football, is right there in your face, what are you going to do about it? That's pr- pretty much what San Francisco said. We're going to stop the run and let Kenny Pickett throw it. He showed it in the preseason. But as we now see, the preseason doesn't mean anything. It, it doesn't. It's just a tune-up. 49- Nick Bosa didn't even play in the preseason. Came out, played okay. I mean, he didn't. He wasn't an ultimate decision maker. He didn't force anything on defense. He wasn't that big time of a player, but you could tell how overmatched Dan Moore looked. Chicks of Corfor is in the concussion protocol. He was bad the whole game. So what do I do if I'm the Steelers? I try to run the football in Cleveland. I go right to it. I think Ryan Clark's right. There is no identity. There's never been an identity in the Matt Canada offense. You thought that maybe there would be after the preseason that they were going to throw the football. They're going to run to establish the pass, but they couldn't run to establish the pass against San Francisco. And it's poor. And a lot of it's on Kenny Pickett. I don't blame Najee Harris for yesterday. A lot of people like to just throw Najee to the wolves and say he's the reason for all these problems, but he had nowhere to run. And Jalen Warren, on the limited carries that he had, had nowhere to run. But the Steelers didn't even try to go back to the running game, partially because the defense continued to get blown up. Brock Purdy was carving it like a pumpkin. Levi Wallace was garbage. Patrick Peterson was terrible. Let's get into Peterson next. And his podcast, pretty much the podcast from hell at this point, from his comments, and Brock Purdy had something to say about it. The Wake Up Show is presented by 84 Lumber. Put your positive attitude to work at 84 Lumber. Play 84lumber.com. Patrick Peterson commented on his comments on his own podcast. That's next. Early morning show, 9 through 7 the fan. So pretty much everything that could go wrong for the Steelers did on Sunday against San Francisco. It wasn't good for any of the AFC North quarterbacks. Kenny Pickett actually led the entire division in passing yards. 232, probably because a lot of that was just in garbage time and trying to come back, throwing the ball around, because the Steelers decided they just did not want to run it at all. So Kenny Pickett, 232 yards, a touchdown, two picks. Sean Watson, 154 yards, a touchdown, and one interception. Lamar... 169 yards, no touchdowns, one pick. Joe Burrow threw for 82 yards. Joe Burrow, 82 yards. What a disaster. A disastrous game for the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, it it, it was horrible. But it was also horrible for the Steelers' offensive line. Here are some of the grades on the Steelers' offensive line from this past week. I mean, it. you look for a silver lining, there wasn't at all. Isaac Samal was the best. You kind of expect that. You pay him all that money to be that. 54.6 pass blocking grade. Everybody else was really, really bad. Mason Cole, 27.9 pass blocking grade. Dan Moore, 23. James Daniels, 21. Chooks was actually pretty good before he came out. 65.7 passing grade. He was actually the best. But run blocking was also not good. And if you just go by the eye test, Steelers got dominated at the point of attack. I mean, it wasn't even a contest, competition, or anything. And now... According to Jerry Dulac, Cameron Hayward reported yesterday 
with his injured groin. He's going to have surgery on Wednesday. He's going to miss up to eight weeks. He's going to miss up to eight weeks. I mean, that's atrocious for the Steelers. Things continue to go from bad to worse. For the second year in a row, an all-pro defensive player, high-impact guy, is going to miss a substantial amount of the season. Just like T.J. Watt last year getting hurt against Cincinnati. So Cam Hayward is going to miss the Browns, the Raiders, the Texans, the Ravens at home. Browns and Ravens both at home. Then the bye week at the Rams and Jacksonville. That's if he misses eight weeks. That's seven. He can come back against the Titans. So let's say, hypothetically, Titans is a short week. Thursday night football game, he doesn't come back. He's not coming back until November 12th against Green Bay. November 12th against Green Bay. I mean, that's that's daunting. It's, it's going to say a lot about Keanu Benton. It's going to say a lot about DeMarvin Leal. It's going to say a lot, truly, about Omar Khan as well and the depth that he has added on the defensive line. Whether it be keeping Montrevis Adams, signing Larry Obanjobi, was it the right decision? Is this guy healthy? And... Is Keanu Benton, who you selected with a pretty decent draft pick, is he ready to roll? Is he ready to rock? Is Keanu Benton somebody that you can truly depend on? Somebody who called his shot and missed multiple times. He claimed that he had two chances at interceptions, but he just, oh, you know, dropped the ball. Patrick Peterson said, yeah, the 49ers, they did have some tells, but he just did not capitalize. No, it was there. I had an opportunity to get two picks. I just didn't grab it in, you know, but, you know, credit to those guys. Those guys did a great job of, you know, sticking to their game plan and, you know, really um, getting to their identity, which is run the football, misdirections, hit those bang gates, hit those deep stops. That's just what they do. We just wasn't in good enough position to make those plays. Man, stop. It is just... I do believe in bulletin board material. And Brock Purdy even mentioned in the postgame when he threw his second touchdown, he was like, oh, yeah, that was on Patrick Peterson? He gave a little laugh. I was like, oh, yeah, I got nothing respect for that guy. You know, he's a good player and stuff like that. Players under- players see this stuff. You're naive to think otherwise. It does mean something to people. When Patrick Peterson says, oh, the 49ers offense has tells, and I'm going to go out there and get my pick, and I call my shot on a podcast, you're asking for trouble. You were just asking to get critiqued, ridiculed, and you better back it up. And if you don't back it up, Peterson must have felt so confident that he was going to do so. So what, Patrick Peterson? If you did get an interception, if you did grab one of the two balls that were thrown pretty much in your direction that you did not grab, would you feel better about yourself that you got yours and the Steelers' defense didn't do anything else? Over 300 yards, dominated on a 65-yard touchdown run by Christian McCaffrey to begin the second half after the offense went into the break, feeling okay after scoring a touchdown, a little bit of momentum now, 20-7, to here we go. Maybe starting to find something. Patrick Peterson's got to shut that crap down for the rest of the season. I mean, seriously, what's it worth? What is the value of this? To be able to roll your podcast out, talk about other games. Don't talk about the Steelers. 
Don't talk about your team. You're just asking for trouble. You're asking for other teams to have something to be added motivation against them. Do you really need added motivation as an NFL player? Probably not. But it's something. It's better than not saying anything at all. Well, not saying anything at all is better than coming out and saying that you're going to get your interception and talking trash in the media and on your own podcast saying that they have tells and, oh, you know, we really see something like you're the Belichick Spygate Patriots. I just don't like unnecessary commotion and chaos. It's just, it's not worth it. It's something for us to talk about. And it's something for us, it's good for us in sports talk. We can talk about Patrick Peterson wanting to be one like us when he's out there on the field as well. But if you don't back it up, man, don't talk it. And don't try to talk things into existence. Go out there and let your play do the talking. And that's something that maybe as a society we've gotten away from, where everybody wants to express their voice and express their opinion. And I'm okay with that. You can say bare minimal things, but predictions and bulletin board material and projecting interceptions for yourself instead of just, you know, coming out and saying, yeah, I think we have a good game. You know, I think as a defense, we have a good scheme compared to what they put together. There are ways that you can phrase things. And Patrick Peterson on his podcast with BMAC, Brian McFadden, obviously is very comfortable with him. Clearly, just decided he was just going to speak his mind. And the repercussions, I wonder if Mike Tomlin says anything to him. Like, hey, man, like, let's not do that. Let's just uh, keep those type of thoughts to ourselves and not put anything out there in the media where it can be used against us. Because it's just, why? Why add another fuel, s'more fuel, onto the fire? It's like adding lighter fluid to the fire. That was already burning for the Steelers that I don't think anybody expected to be the case. I expected the Steelers to come out and win by a field goal. Some people on this various station thought they would win by three touchdowns. Not the case. More coming up. Early morning show, 9 through 7 FM. You know, it's been very negative in the last couple of days in the city over just how disastrous and abysmal the Steelers played, but there are some positive things for the Steelers. Well, yeah, I don't even know if I want to put it that way. Let's just say it could be worse. The New York Giants, no team has ever, this is from The Athletic, no team has ever lost 40 to nothing or worse, lost the sack battle 7 to nothing or worse, lost a turnover battle 3 to nothing or worse, had a blocked field goal return for a touchdown, and threw a pick 6 in the same season. The Giants did that all in one game. All in one game in their 40 to nothing shellacking against Dallas. And how about David Bottiari calling out the NFL last night as Aaron Rodgers got hurt on the brand new turf that was supposed to help in New York prevent injuries. He said, congrats, NFL. How many more players have to get hurt on artificial turf? You care more about soccer players than us. You plan to remove all artificial turf for the World Cup coming up, and that's also a FIBA thing. So clearly it's feasible. I'm sick of this. Do better. 
And Michael Lombardi even pointed out that the Packers are affected by this injury, too. They needed Rodgers to play 70% of the snaps to be able to get that first-round pick from the Jets. So, Steeler fans, it's not good, but it could be a lot worse. And we obviously do hope that Aaron Rodgers is okay with all the signs points with torn Achilles. Pre-show is next. I'm Austin Bexel with you on the Fan Early Morning Show, 937 FM. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.